G'day everyone, and welcome to another Risky Rollers podcast. I'm Dalton, I'm here with Lockie. Hello everybody. And today we're uh, going to be taking a, more of a hobby look at things, uh, discussing about how we improve as hobbyists and uh, well, you know, what we think is important about that, uh, both painting and modelling and also on the, the playing and gaming side of things. Mm, yeah, it's going to be interesting, this one. I think it's going to be this going to be a nice, nice one. Yeah, it's a topic uh, I've actually been looking forward to, forward to discussing, so... Should be good. As always, you can uh, check out Dice Arcade and use the code Risky Rollers to get a discount when you check out. Um, we hear some more about them later on from Tim. And uh, make sure to jump into our Discord where we're hanging out, uh, doing a bunch of hobby stuff in the Discord. Hey, so if you like what you're hearing tonight, uh, yeah. <laughs> or whenever it is you're listening to this, make sure to check us out in there. We've uh, very recently gotten set up to do streaming and stuff, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit later. And we're just yeah doing hobby hangouts and it's just a really great place to be. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to go above and beyond the incredible fact that you're even watching or listening to our stuff, um, you can jump onto our Patreon and support us there. Every little bit helps. Um, and it really is just incredible. The people that are already doing it, thank you so much. It's, it's amazing. And um, anyone who feels like it, it's always really appreciated. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, but yeah, so without any further ado, let's get cracking. Uh, Lucky, mm. what uh, what have you been working on recently? Um, sisters. Yeah, yeah, my sisters' project. So, um, it's I kind of had a tied up. The Trinids did some GK stuff for the channel, and then now onto my sisters, which has kind of been a bit of a um experimentation into a new swathe of techniques that I haven't done before um, which is using um, enamel washes and alcohol and all that sort of stuff so as in alcohol as a <laughs> like white spirits not not drinking for the first time no, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's definitely not something you need to yeah um, so yeah, it's been cool. Um, so my sisters, yeah, the, going for the grim dark feel. Nothing really um, new. I'm not really, you know, breaking any boundaries or doing anything sort of unique. I mean, it's definitely been done before, um, but it's you know working with a completely different sort of paint medium and um, I guess just medium in general in a way uh, has been mm. interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. they're coming out really well. Um, I'm sure you'll all see, you'll all have seen them on his Instagram and on the Risky Rollers Instagram by now. Yeah, um, definitely. I think by the time this comes out, there'll probably be a fair bit that's probably thrown around. Yes, yeah, which um, is you know good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they've cut. They're coming out really well. Mm, uh, no, cheers. Nice sort of dark dark plate uh, plate armor style. It's yeah, it's really compelling. Yeah. Well, the the theme was the look I was going for was medieval mm. uh, Catholic knights you, you know, like I mean water, it, it water. fits it fits really well with with the whole sisters theme yeah yeah and, so, and so it's it's good it's good that it's uh, that it's it's working <laughs> yes <laughs> that's good yeah for sure. and yourself what have you been doing uh, I've been I've been all over the place um finished up the the dark eldar and you've seen uh seen the last bit i was working on for that on instagram by now um which was the archon conversion mm. um 
and as well as so having finished that I've been doing a bunch of finishing up a couple of little projects um, at this point some kill teams and things uh, getting back into a little bit of painting with my towel I'm enjoying that quite a bit um, as well as prepping to do some work for some Grey Knights for the channel mm-hmm. um, so I've been sort of yeah flitting between a few a few different projects just sort of tying up some loose ends and finishing some things off uh, where I can mm, nice that's good yeah so you mentioned that you're trying out a few a few new things and that kind of leads nicely into our our main sort of discussion or, or thrust of the conversation for today which is that what um, how do we improve as, as hobbyists and, and how do we actually approach doing that um, I think I think it's like a two step process with improving as a I mean I, I would okay I'm going to speak more from a painting point of view because this is mm. kind of what I did yeah and then I think through this process I did become a better painter um, and the first step is recognizing where you are at first mm. of all um, and I guess it's kind of a little bit like not necessarily as uh, bland and boring as a you know pros and cons strengths and weaknesses kind of thing just more in terms of you know what do I do well and what don't I do well and and from a technical point of view not an enjoyment point of view just like a oh whenever I edge highlight you know 90% of the time I'm I'm producing a you know really top quality level or you know I, I find yeah. dry I'm dry brushing I'm really good at dry brushing or whatever it right. is um just ha- ha- taking a very sort of realistic look at, at your skill set and going, all right, what's what's working, and just being open and, and honest with yourself about what you can, what you can actually do well. Yeah, and I, I mean, I look, you know, I, I kind of try and I, I'm saying take the emotion out of it and, and go, don't don't look at what I enjoy, um, but of more often than not, nine times out of ten, the things that you enjoy are the things you're going to be good at because you're going to be doing more of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the first step. And then the second step is actually maybe there's three steps. <laughs> the second step is <laughs> is more um looking at what you like from other people. Mm. I.e., you know, do you like the sort of wet blended um fade looks? Do you like that more done in a dry brush kind of uh aesthetic do you like like hard line hard line transitions do you like um you know non-metallic metal do you like true metallic metal do you like you know whatever yeah and then comparing that back against the first step you know are there things that i really like that other people are doing that i have that you know that's related to my skill set and then Mm. the third step is obviously you know acting upon that um, and then the acting upon it, it's it's it kind of it sounds a bit weird that you go, you know you just go ahead and do it. Obviously, it's not that simple. But um, I think that that third step of of improving something and improving your painting or improving your hobby skills, you need to know where you are and what you're going towards before you can do that. Yeah, it it really does sort of come down to like once you've got the clear direction. It, I mean, it sounds pretty cliche, but it does come down to going and doing it. Yeah. Um, 
yeah you know, you're, not, you're not going to improve your your, your skill set on something that you're not doing and not practicing of course and i think it, it i don't know if it goes without saying but um there is an element of trying something without like your interpretation of what that skill is you know for example it's like okay uh i can literally have a, a real world this this whole process i can break down for you know what what i've done where um i've always loved the look of uh non-metallic metal and how it's done and that uh that yeah. that crazy level of of wet blending and, and glaze blending that is done um and i've always known that since you know i got back into the hobby and and, and you know i've realized i've got to get some other things you know to a standard first before i can approach that now i'm at that point where i'm like okay i think i can I can start tackling into it. So the first step is kind of recognizing that, hey, I wasn't at that stage of my own ability. Now I am at that yeah. ability. That's the, that's the reflection part. And the second part is that's something that I really like. I'm going to do it. Now how I'm going to act on that is not just I'm going to grab a bunch of paints on a, you know, four or five colors in a spectrum and go, you know, say if we're doing golds, we're picking yellows and browns and whatever, and and just going to try. Well, no. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to learn from someone who knows how to do it, and that's going to be, right, yeah, yeah. you know, a tutorial, or that's going to be a video, or that's going to be, you know, speaking to someone personally, you know, reaching out to an artist on Instagram or whatever. The the best thing I think that that people can do in general, especially from from an, uh, from a technical point of view, is ask someone who's already doing it, how are they doing it? Because if you can learn from someone else's mistakes, it's just less mistakes that you have to do, right? Or that you're you're potentially yeah. can can fall into. Um, and I think that's 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 how I approach improving my hobby and painting. Um, mm. Yeah, well, one of the ways, anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. There's a bunch of different ways to to go about it. What about you? It's well, I feel like I do something kind of similar, but it's I almost approach it from a from a different uh, a different way of looking at it when it comes to, to being able to do certain things with, with, with painting again talking about painting specifically here I'm well aware that I'm not a an intrinsically talented painter or artist um, that's, that's not it just is so w when I come to, to paint something um, I think of it more like it's like it's almost like a craft I, I, I go into it and I go well if, if I want to achieve this look or I want to do this specific thing that I need to develop a recipe and a, a certain process to do that mm -hmm. um, and that's how I approach pretty much everything I do um, when it comes to painting basing um, even to a, to a lesser extent modeling and, and putting things together um, I go well I've got I've got a set uh, system by which I can achieve this look and that's how I'm going to do it so when it comes to to improving it that I, I think of it like like expanding the the toolbox of different things I've got, and and different things I can do. Um, so, I guess at that point I'm kind of doing something quite similar, where I'll look at a, a specific technique or a specific look and go, all right, what, how have people achieved that, um, and how can I take that skill set and apply it to what I'm working on? Yeah, because um, there's also a big difference hmm. between learning a new skill and then applying it in a way that is unique. And then, right, yeah. you know, to you or a project that you're working on or whatever. And then, and then I think some people uh, do get caught out where they might be trying something that's a little bit more complicated or something that's new and that kind of, 
the first couple of times it's just not working because the way you know they're trying um, to incorporate it in too much of a unique sense if that makes sense rather than just kind of it, it would be the same thing of like um, I've seen because I'm about to get into airbrushing stuff as well like mm. one of the first things I've seen that I think it was Squigma or it might have been um, Miniacs one of them because I watched them both one of them goes like before you even start looking at a model grab a piece of cardboard and if you've never used a dry brush before put a you know black paint in it and just do like lines yeah on the thing you know just so you can you know, see how um how the pin you know works in relation to getting the feel for whatever dry brush you have and you know understanding the pressure differences and, and that process is applied to everything right that, that process is applied to like if you're learning how to weld you know from when i was you know in my apprenticeship and doing that so we, we literally did the exact same thing where you have a pipe and you just weld straight lines right across the pipe and just go and fill the whole pipe up with weld you know and it was just like Hmm. you're looking at that going this is idiotic but then when you kind of look back on it once you you do know what you're doing you're like oh well that makes total sense and it it fits that feel of what you're trying to what you're trying to achieve um yeah and it's baby steps i mean um Hmm. teaching yourself something as well is it it, we see it in in music when you know you learn drums or whatever it's or you're playing guitar it's you know all your teachers will say play it slow you know play it slow and it's the same sort of thing with like um, with hobby and with painting, I think you know there's there are definite steps that you can take to you can have an end goal like oh, okay, I want to be a um, heavy metal painter or a, a golden demon winner or whatever. But you don't just go, I'm you know I've I've been painting for three months and now I'm going to start doing these crazy techniques because yeah. you're going to fail and then you're going to feel shitty that you failed and that's probably going to deter you from doing it. Hmm. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, you know, so Although I will I will put a slight caveat on that, which is that if you're if that's something you're comfortable with, with the idea of, of failing and doing it, sometimes it can be good to just like throw yourself in and try these advanced techniques and, and complicated things. Yeah, because of course. Um you can, don't, yeah. as long as you're comfortable with the idea that, you know, you're probably if you know you're going to fail, yeah, like, that's, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, there's always the, the yeah. concept of the best way to become proficient at anything is fail fast, right? The faster you fail, the quicker you reiterate. It's a huge design philosophy. The better the product or the better the skill set becomes, right? So, um, yeah. And that, I wholeheartedly believe in that process. Yeah. 100%. Go step outside your boundaries and, and do that. But but that's that's got to be in the, in the situation or context where you're 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 previously aware of this and you're already aware this is what's going to happen and it's not about to to drive your enjoyment away from the hobby or from what you're doing because it does man Um, it's like straight up like you you have an idea of how you want something to look and then you put all this time and effort into it because you weren't sort of ready for it or or it was too complicated and and it just falls apart it can be demoralizing it could be like oh Oh, yeah for sure you know it could be like you you could have had a whole idea for a project army or a project thing and it's not turning out that way and then you're just like because I've had that happen to me where I'm like I really shouldn't have done this (laughs) and you really feel like shit and then that model just sits there for could be forever could be yeah Yeah. could be you know and then you might even just be like I don't even want to do this anymore and that's a really bad place to be in and that's the thing that's why I say like look sometimes we all need to go through that to kind of learn oh okay that was again it comes back to what i was saying the first like knowing where you are in in your ability or whatever you know Mm. um 
that reflection process but I do understand that it's not easy okay it's not easy to just go oh am I you know am I this good am I not that good like right, you, yeah. <laughs> it takes steps to kind of figure that out in the first place um, and you know that doesn't necessarily work for everyone either I just think I guess my approach is probably quite analytical um, and it's probably quite um, you know logical and there's there's, there's, yeah. sick, there's steps um, but yeah fail fast and mm. and, and always test your boundaries yep i mean i think yeah i I think i I entirely agree with that and it's it's a a very i think it's quite an important um and as you said quite difficult step but quite an important one to to learn how to look at your own painting your own work and go all right realistically where where does this sit how how good or or not good is it and uh, and that because unless you can do that you're not really going to be able to look at it and really be able to improve it you're not going to look at it and go well all right, if I'm fa- failing and falling down on these areas, that's what needs work to improve on. And there's a fine line there too. Like, you know, when, mm. when I worked in games, there's a, um, a lot of artists, 3D artists. It's I think it's artists in general. And, you know, us being painters, we could, could argue, we could call ourselves artists. Um, you know, it's it's the, the, the striving for that perfect thing you know it's like you you know you, you speak to a musician after a show and then you'll be like oh bro that was amazing They're like oh but you know in the second chorus riff of the third song you know made a mistake and then like and you go because i used to do the same thing as well when i used to play heaps and eventually learned that it's like if you didn't say that they didn't notice yeah. so who cares it's irrelevant you yeah. know if if you know that you've missed some slight part under some head that you can't not everyone can see unless they looked really close on a model don't tell them just yeah. <laughs> pretend it's not there you know yeah. like um i mean that, that comes down to, to that idea of applying the, the whole three foot rule yeah which is that if, if if you can't see a problem with it at three feet away yeah which is you know where it's going to be on the table yeah then that problem doesn't exist it's just the same thing as like painting inside cockpits and stuff yeah just, just Why? spray over it and paint over it if you can't <laughs> see it don't paint it <laughs> <laughs> um you know so there is a there is a huge element of of I guess perfectionism, or yeah. um, and you know if, if that's what makes people happy and that's how they enjoy their hobby, obviously, fine, go nuts. Um, I there just is some limitations with that on your own personal personally. I feel there there that mentality does have limitations on growth. Um, well, I, I can speak to that that precise um precise mentality having causing problems um for for many years. That was how I would. I mean, for many, for like three or four, that's how I would approach painting miniatures. So I would go, well, I need this to to be perfect or as perfect as I can get it, which meant mm. that I would, you know, I'd paint it and I'd do it, and I was constantly going back to touch up these tiny bits, and then I'd mess up touching it up. So I have to go back and and fix that, um, and it would go on and on, and I'd end up just spending way too long doing anything, um, and it meant that I not only was I not enjoying painting because it became this huge huge slog about having to get every every stroke and everything perfect but um i wasn't achieving anything i wasn't getting anything done and because of that i wasn't really learning anything either well and uh, then you're getting no endorphin release because in you know maybe even subconsciously the model's never finished right so you're not getting that right, oh, exactly. yeah i'm done sick like you know cross tick that box move on yeah you're absolutely right and, and it wasn't until i actually actually had that whole process where i sat down and thought about it and went, well, all right why why am I finding it so hard to do anything? Why am I finding it so hard to to finish anything? Um, Did you find the actually, answer? 
Well, I think the answer, at least in that specific case, was that I was I was too worried about the small details. I was too worried about getting it perfect, mm. um, and and so I went. Well, all right. The, the next thing I work on, which happened to be a, an Imperial Guard force, um, I went. Well, all right. I'll do something that has all this this chaff infantry, this Imperial Guard, that I don't like. I know that I don't need to worry about every little detail. Mm. Um, I can I can go on it and I can slap some paint on it. and I actually set myself a rule which was that I, I would paint it and I wouldn't do any touch-ups at all that's good that's I a just, great I, step I went into it I, I just painted it all and I can guarantee I can pick up any miniature in that army and go and, and I can bring it up close and look through it and go ah, okay I can see a few spots here where I've, I've missed this or I've, I've spilt some, some grey onto this blue or however, whatever it was mm. but just the act of, of forcing myself to just to, to let it go and not not fix every every little issue um, it was pretty pretty hard to get into um, it was pretty difficult to, to get myself to just leave it but once I you know you paint 20 guardsmen like that and you, you paint a few different things and you go oh well I'm actually I'm getting things done mm. um, I'm putting them on a shelf and going wow this this looks good this is this is an army this is a force yeah um, so and I think it, it comes down to being able to let go of that perfectionism on everything um, but then I suppose the the alternative flip side to that is when it comes down to when you've got specific projects that you want to spend time on and want to do, do justice to specific models or whatever it is you can sort of bring a bit, bit of that back in and you still have that drive to, to do well and to um, to really push the limits of, of what you can paint on, well, on you're that. finding it's finding a battle about finding that balance right right yeah and I mean, like, there's so many ways in which you can achieve what you want to achieve without, especially in an art form with, with like, there's there's not one way to there's only, there's not one way to skin a cat or whatever the state what a statement is. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Is that, uh, is that the right one? One way to skin a cat. Yeah. 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 You know, so like I kind of mentioned it before. You know, you you can do like color fades. You know, wet blended, glazed. Um, dry brushed you know even hot like even um hard fades where you literally just use um we've spoken about it before it's it's a it's an oil painting technique where you actually don't blend the colors you actually um howard arkley does it as well like you use block colors uh howard arkley's like a pop art pop artist australian pop artist from like the 80s but you can use uh uh, blocked colors of the same like tonal range within a color to to give that look of um, of shading. Um, I think Squigmar does a video on his busts deliberately about this this kind of technique where you don't have to you know be worried about smooth transitions from color to color. You can get it by picking the right colors that f- move in the right um, kind of um, wave or the the right step to get to emulate what you're trying to, to achieve, well, right? I mean, the, it's interesting you, you bring that up because wet blending is something I've... Uh, I've got plans to try it out on, on a project in the near future, but I, I've never never attempted it uh, thus far. Mm. But that... Uh, I, I believe... Yeah, Squidmire did a video on, on doing those those hard fades, and I, after watching that, I went and I tried a bunch of non-metallics without yeah. blending, yeah. just just doing those hard transitions. Yeah. Um, and they, they came out uh, quite, quite well as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and again, it's about looking at that from that three-foot rule and going, well, on the table, yeah, that's gold, done. 
Oh, 100%. And that's the other thing too, like there, there is a difference between studying, like looking at this stuff from a, from a colour theory art point of view, like, you know, oil paintings, like I said, or, you know, um, because the models are so small. Yeah. You can get away with so much more because it's so small. You know, we have things like washes and contrast paints yeah. and stuff that yeah. like just help you <laughs> cheat it. But the thing is, like, just because it's easier... It's, it's not, not it's not it's not exactly like yeah. it, it's not any less good um or or you know and i've always said that in everything in life mm. like you know if you can find the easiest way to do it do that that's, like just because but, it's but harder doesn't cheating. make it that's, any... just, that's that's clever like that's <laughs> like don't get me wrong like obviously things you know in general can be a little bit more rewarding if they're harder but at the same time like completing something is completing something as long as you're not yeah. You know, hurting anyone or anything it's there's no you know that's just it's easier that means you can get more done and you can feel better about it quicker and you know that this well, I mean, seems that, like a no-brainer to me really yeah and it that's how like i did to to why i made the distinction earlier between being a craftsman or an artist is i don't think of myself as an artist even when i'm painting minis and stuff that's it's not what i am I'm a craftsman i i have a specific skill set and i do it to achieve a certain goal uh and the goal isn't necessarily the the art itself that's that's an interesting one Um, i've never actually thought of it thought mm -hmm. of it like that um i mean because like when when i paint prop like i would consider myself a like a miniature painter artist i guess yeah um i mean i'm well i mean i've seen i've seen i'm not not great (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're you're pretty bloody good but if um, i compared to compared to and look literally what we're saying right now is also one of the worst hmm. things you can do comparing yourself to other people is just like yeah you know obviously from a technical level you can compare have i made this blend smooth you know yes right. no yeah. but now but then you you're in the objective territory not subjective because yeah. it happens so much like i saw heaps in in games as well where you know 3d artists and that were just comparing themselves to each other even their workflows and, and processes and how they worked and you just mm. like it's not you bro like you, you just find what works for you and you know it's like the similar argument of or the discussion you know regarding you know sable brushes and synthetic brushes and you know you have yeah. some of the world's best painters literally the world's best painters that use like 30 cent brushes or two dollar brushes yeah. or whatever um, <laughs> how that works for them I have no idea but you know it does and you know you can't argue with that at the end of the day the product's there it's not like they're lying about it and they're like secretly you know yeah. doing <laughs> you know doing it on the back end there's a conspiracy about it so you know everyone's got their own way of of approaching things i think yeah. i think unanimously across the board because i watched a lot of of the top tier painters talk about these kinds of topics as well and and a lot of them one of the things they always come back to is paint you know paint daily if you can mm. if, if just, you can just, if it's half an hour doesn't matter you know take that yeah just do it take like, that one aspect yeah. and you go oh okay i don't have enough time to set up a whole thing fine i'm just going to block out all my blacks on this one model yeah do it and if you paint every day um you're going to improve 100 100 100 and, think, and, then, and the thing that... is that sorry go on I, was say, I think that as a starting point is like at a very basic level do it regularly do it every day do it I mean maybe you can't do it every day for, for whatever reason but do it as often as you can and that in and of itself is going to make you make you improve um, and if you're starting there 
that then gives you somewhere to build from. You go, well, all right, I'm just doing it regularly. Now, what can I think about specifically about, you know, what specific technique can I work on? What what kind of color, color blend can I use? How can I improve my understanding of color theory? Mm. And just do, doing that little bit every day, and then you can start mixing in those, those little bits of specific techniques or specific um, looks you're going for. For sure. It's going it's to improve in leaps and bounds. Uh, yeah, 100%. One of the craziest things I noticed when I started... Because um, I used to like do a lot of oil painting and stuff. And um, and when I, when I was at uni for, for game design and stuff, the, I just couldn't do 3D art. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, I need something physical, yeah? Like, give me clay or, you know, um, a canvas mm. or a pencil or whatever. You know, so... But one of the things that I found across the board was... The, what the repetition did it, it wasn't giving me more confidence it didn't you know open my expand my horizons to try new things it increased my speed like yep. so much just to do something like okay I'm going to sit here and I'm going to block out the colours the base colours of a model right just one model so I'm going to you know block out the, the colours of the cloaks that you know and you prep for everything right so you so there's aspects that you might be doing like heavy dry brushes there's aspects that you might be like prepping for washes or those might be you know, whatever it is that you're doing. You sit there and block out your colours. And, you know, from, from the beginning of when I got back into 40K to, to how quickly I can do that now, it's like you know, two, 300% quicker, you know, yeah. if not more. You know, and, and those things you don't really notice until later on. And it's that's kind of what encompasses a lot of it because you find that you end up spending, and this is purely just be, from, from, from repetitious painting, of any form that you find that the things that would be mundane and normally take you like take you such a small amount of time that your brain power can now focus on like I want to I want to get my height this highlight like Mickey Mouse you know or or whatever um, yeah. so and that's just I think just a natural thing that happens in our brains or whatever that's just the, you know we become uh, proficient in the the simple basic thing I mean you you'll know probably more about how the brain does this sort of stuff than what you know I will from this regard but I mean like uh, repetition is is how we, we we train those pathways and it is it is how we um, entrench all this into um, oh now you test me I'm trying to remember the different um, memory systems that would be re- re- relevant here short <laughs> it, and then it's, long it's we, no no <laughs> not at all um, it's, it's, how, it's how we move it from um, from I guess like an active memory into a like a passive uh, one that's, that's always yeah, sort of there. Like the same way that you don't think about how you walk. Yeah, or yeah. You don't think about how you drive. It's like what it, they would what just, they would say muscle memory in like quotations, right? Because muscle memory kind is not of a thing. Sli- something. Some, uh, it is and it isn't. It's something slightly different, but it's along the same lines. Yeah, gotcha. Um, it, it, it's that thing where you're no longer thinking actively about how you're highlight. You're just highlighting because it's what you do. Uh, and instead, you're thinking about, oh, you know, what can I do to achieve this specific look? You know, how yeah. can I? Um, yeah. How can I, you know, make this n- nice and crisp? And once once you've got to that stage, it means that every everything you're doing, you can be pushing just a little bit further. Yeah, just and you actively look for it. it, and you f- you find you look at it and you find stuff. You go, you know, there's sometimes you you get to that point, and um, and I think you kind of get to that point as well when you've done a, you know, by the time by the end of the, I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I always struggle with the last like five ten models of an army, depending on the army, but like the yeah. 
If it was a line, I just so struggle to get across the board. I, I, I think it's it's something to do with um, with the fact that you know it's so close. <sighs> You're like, oh, I, I can knock that over in you know five hours and finish that army. Cool, <sighs> I'll do that. You know, I'll do that Saturday or I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then you just never never quite get there. Um, I, I do the same thing with models that I've almost finished painting. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I have models that I'm like, oh, I it's could just scale down, of, right? At that point, right? Yeah, a couple of hours, I'd finish that model, mm. and so I never do it. Yeah, because I, I know it's only a couple of hours away from being done, so it's not not a big deal. And that and that's uh, sometimes yeah. like um, that's kind of a really good uh, direct example of what I was talking about at the beginning, where sometimes if you if you don't know where you sit in your own ability and you set the goals of something too large, you can get caught in that trap. Mm. Um, and it happens, you know, it's happened to me with, uh, buying way too many Tyranids and expecting to paint it by a certain <laughs> period of time. <laughs> and I've learned now, like, that's the thing, it sucks, but, you know, I'll learn, mm. literally learn, and I've said this before, but, you know, now I do not paint any more than five models at a time. Well, I mean, that's a really interesting one when it comes to, I guess, motivation, and that is, is having... Um, having manageable things, manageable, manageable projects, or manageable. Well, I think we're going to work on. We're going into goals now, right? Well, yeah. I mean, almost. And I think it's managing your expectations and setting yourself, knowing. And it's going to sound weird, but knowing what your actual goals are. Yeah, um, and 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 setting achievable ones. Yeah, but more so than that, just being consciously aware of it. You know, yeah. it, it's very easy to go. Oh, I'm just going to sit down and paint some minis. All right, well what are you achieving what yeah. is that miniature or whatever is he doing but what, what is that for yeah why are you painting that how are you going to achieve whatever that is um in in such a way that you're happy with it and tiered um, goals as well yeah. is really important in this situation i think personally you know mm. um your little goals that build to your big goals so you know yeah. f- f- for this for this example now i kind of i know that if i build too many minis it sits there and then I paint a couple the goal the 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 goal has become too big I think it's very common for for that to happen people will assemble an entire army or yeah I can't even even an entire unit and then sit there and go well that's a lot of gray yeah a lot of plastic for paint on yeah Um, and that's and that yeah hmm. go on sorry I'm saying I've definitely had that um specifically with my my necrons I've got you know six and a half thousand points of them and when I had when I had all of those or you know probably only about four thousand points of them assembled and sitting there visible on my shelf, I thought, oh, this will be great. I'll see it and it'll compel me to paint more. But all it did was like was make me look at it and go, "Good lord, how am I ever going to get through that?" Yeah, um, and it was demotivating. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it is. I find it that hmm. as well. I mean, I the reason why I built all my tyranids was that I wanted to play with you boys, right? So in yeah. that club, I'm like, I was playing Death Watch. And I, ref- like I've said this before, I refuse to play. Well, it's these these words are going to come bite me, aren't they? Considering <laughs> they, I've they got, are, yeah. I, I've got a lot. I up until this point, I've refused to play Primaris Death Watch because I just yeah. hate Primaris models. I reckon they're dumb. But I currently have our <laughs> Death Watch <laughs> army being my Death Watch army being commissioned, and there are some Primaris in there. Anyway. So it was it was tough, and I was like, I'm just not really enjoying playing this army. I really love Tyranids. I always have da 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 whatever. Yeah. 
and then I'm like, but I want to play it. Like, I don't want to just have these, you know, when I was only at the time, you know, hadn't figured out what was the best way of painting. I wasn't painting every day. I wasn't doing an hour. I was doing, you know, like three hours on a weekend or something. And it just wasn't enough. Um, mm. You know, it wasn't enough to get a squad done, let alone, you know, let alone 2,000 points. So, yeah. um, and then I built the whole thing. And it was great because, you know, I got to play with them, got to play with them. And oh, then I got yeah, to the absolutely. point where you're like, okay, I'm sick of seeing grey plastic on the table, you know, yeah. and, and playing. And, you know, and then, then it became a slog because, you know, I had to. And then tournaments, you know, the tournament, and then it, well, that was the driver to kind of get them all finished. But, you know, I know people, we know people that thrive on that. Give yeah. me a Give me an end date, give me a goal, and I'll smash it out. And I'm like... Nah. But a deadline like that, like a tournament or anything, or even even filming the first episode that we ever released, the uh, Necrons and Space Wolves. Yeah. All that all that means to me is I'm going to keep putting that off until the night before, and then I'm going to work all night to get it done. Yeah. Um, to stand at like, be... study before an exam, right? <laughs> well, weirdly enough, I'm not like that with study. With study, I'm all over it. I'm ready to go weeks in advance. But yeah, right. for for whatever reason, for painting miniatures, deadlines kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah. And I'm the same. And, I'm the same. I hate them. And the, the, the night before, I'm like, all right, I I just need this done. I've done mm. it for Armies on Parade. I've done it for my Tomb Kings going to a tournament. I did it for the Necrons for the channel. Um, it just becomes something where I go, oh, I've got a deadline. Well, I I'm just gonna sit there and, and do it. Um, and this kind of reflects as well, yeah. like a little bit of the first step of kind of what I was saying that yes know where you are but also i think maybe to tack on top of that is is why are you doing what you're doing you know are you painting this stuff just to get ready for a tournament you know are you painting this because you do want to improve yourself you know improve your speed or improve on a technical ability or do you Mm. want to whatever you know well i think it's interesting as well so i'll i'll bring that point up and, and go hard on it that having and you may have multiple goals for for a certain thing but having a specific, not just an endpoint, but a specific reason that you're doing it in mind means that whenever you're you're sitting there and deliberating what to do or or how you feel about it, you go well. All right, what will this achieve? Is it relevant to, to where it's going? And if not, then just don't. Mm. Um, and the the example again, the idea that I'm I'm doing something for a reason. If I'm if I'm painting, you know, painting a, a space marine, well, that's because I uh, want to play with this model. Or I wanted to sit on a shelf and do that. Mm. Maybe I'm trying out a certain a certain technique or something like that. I tend to I tend to uh, do army projects and things like that specifically to to learn techniques. I'll do a single technique or a single skill across an entire army. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing what those are, uh, and I can't stress enough that it is actually something you probably need to think about, and and as in you probably need to spend some time thinking about it because it's hard to figure that out sometimes. Yep. But knowing it's the same. why you're doing it and potentially deciding why you're doing it. Am I doing this to make it the best painted Dark Elder I've ever seen? Or am I doing this to have an army that looks good on the table uh, and ready for filming as well as, you know, learning volumes and things with it? Well, now you're just talking about expectation setting, right? And again, we, we were coming full circle on a lot of this. I think it's subtly different to expectation setting because it's about, you know, you can have a goal and, and set your expectations higher or lower than where it ends up being. Yeah, true. It's about having that goal in the first place. Um, well, then let me rephrase my, my goal, and say that... Your goal the... might be entirely far above your expectations, and that's fine. You can have a high goal and not reach it, um, or or expect to not reach it. Um, 
Well, I think to because make you'll still progress progress along that. Yeah, personally, I think to make a regular, consistent project that your expectations should be somewhat connected and relevant to your goal. Yes. And you know, maybe it's like a fraction high. Your goal's a fraction higher or whatever, and you see how you're going to go. But ultimately, yeah, your yeah. expectation is pretty close to the same thing. Um, yeah, you know, and it it takes time to get there too. You know, it takes a, a bit of an, an iterative process on, on your own thing. The other thing, I can't, just can't stress enough, and I've done this before, but it tests games. Before you paint a model, like, or before you start going hammer and tongs on it, you know, do one test, or two tests, or three tests. Yeah. Sometimes deliberately pick, and I've done this before, which is when I was deciding on how to do my Tyranids. It helped this, where I... I I did a scheme and then I literally picked the adjacent color like sorry the, the opposite colors on the um, on the wheel mm. and swapped them out I was like let's just just try let's, it let's just see what happens yeah and it's just like let's, let's just see if this works um, and whether or not you actually utilize that you're kind of not doing it from a perspective of oh does this work it's more of sometimes the structure of what something looks like can differ depending on the colors that it's put with you know um yeah. just you know the shape of everything can can change and there's been so many stuff to talk about how color affects what we see and how we see it yeah. um so and then the other thing is even if you don't want to take that time an easier thing to do is piece of pen and paper pencils draw your really shitty version of a space marine on a piece yeah. of paper with grey lead and colour it in yeah or just grab you pencils can do that on the text computer these days yeah there's, but I mean there's all sorts of tools out there that, that you can use to, to you know, digitally colour models and stuff like that I also think that there is some there's a connection to physically doing it that's true yeah that is that is mm. beyond you know the the 3d rendered you know version of exactly what it's going to look like and because it also Fair as well enough, again yeah. that falls into expectations because if if you're a person starting out and then you're using this mad 3d rendered project of the colors you're going to use and yeah. they've got like this filter that helps blend color like it's not going to actually yeah, look enough, like that yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> you oh, your, your pencils you're going to use you're not going to be fading pencils you're going to block it out as like a two-year-old does you know colored drawings so you know it's more or less closer to what you're actually going to produce on the on the mini mm. um yeah yeah and it's quick and easy it takes all of like 10 seconds really um mm. you're like oh yeah that's cool i mean even i'm sure you could even find a silhouette uh a oh, um, absolutely a T pose Space Marine two D <laughs> image. I'm sure there's one out there on Google's. You know, jump on that and just color it in. And you know, because I used to, Tower did you, um, a lot of art projects and stuff like that, where you you grab a um, a scanned version of the the silhouette and just to color block, and you'd use pencil yeah. before you put before you put any piece of paint onto the onto the canvas. You do the same thing and you just pencil block it out, and you essentially have you do two pieces of art, but that was one of the processes I found really, really, really helpful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it does. It comes back down to setting your goals, managing your expectations. Um, and then when it comes to actually doing them, having a good plan, uh, and as Lockie said, testing it out first and 
and knowing where that is. Because I think, yeah, that comes back to, you know, what's your goal? If your goal is to paint an entire army, well, you need to know how you're going to do that. Um, and and ask, to... ask for criticism as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. ask specific people. <laughs> right. Don't... Well, I mean, ask in general, and then when people... When you you know ask your Facebook group, ask your Discord, ask your mates at the club, and then when people come back with good feedback, press them on it. Go, oh, you're uh, someone I need to talk to. And they I go, think, uh, yeah. yeah, I th- yeah. I, th- I think I think you if you're ever gonna ask people publicly, i.e., Facebook and stuff, be prepared for answers you may not expect. Oh yeah. Um, um you know, be prepared for the get good crowd. They're, yeah, they're no, there. not even necessarily. Um people that are that way just you know i know i get somewhat quite analytical with things and also the biggest issue with online regarding these kinds of things is there's no tone transferred when it's written on a page so you know someone might actually be if someone was to say something through facebook how it's delivered is so different if they were speaking in person and especially if it's something that you've put a lot of time in don't get me wrong i'm not saying don't do it all i'm saying is that again manage your expectations of what you're going to get into you know if you're you know if it is the first time you've done it maybe just ask your mates at your local club or you know someone that you maybe know that is a really good painter or reach out to someone you know privately on their instagram and go hey you know like you've inspired me to do this this is what i'm thinking you know i'd love to hear your thoughts whatever like as much as people would i think people would love that if someone came to me and said oh man i you know and I've done this before because people have asked for schemes and stuff I've done and they're like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm like, man, when you do it, like, Think tell about me. This, this and this. No, 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 no. I'm like, Honestly. show me. Like, I want to see yeah. your version of it. Like, and today mm. no one's actually shown me, which is really annoying because <laughs> I'm sort of like, have they actually doing it or not? You know, and, and, and you know, just ask people for help as well. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And most people are going to be so forthcoming and mm. happy to assist. I know I would be if anyone asked me. Yeah. Well, you, you certainly have been. I mean, um, I suppose to, to demonstrate the point, it was a, a few weeks ago, I was working on some uh, some Thousand Suns and some a test scheme oh, yeah. for them, try, trying a really, like a super concept scheme, um, you know, using the, the non-metallic metal method that I, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I tried using the, the hard, um, was it the hard, uh, hard edges for it, um, and trying to transfer that to like an OSL effect. Um, and I sort of went, well, this is quite where I want it to be alright and, and yeah I, I, I talked to people in the discord in general then went to Lockie specifically and said you know what can I do about this and mm. what, what do you think about this yeah um, and we spent quite a, a decent amount of time talking about it and, and going over different very specific tweaks and very specific things I can do not mm. just oh you can you can do the greys better or whatever it was you know try this paint try this technique do this thing um and that sort of thing is is fantastic for especially someone like me who approaches it as a as a skill and a craft and not as a intuitive sort of space. Yeah. Um, being able to go to people and ask for that help is is fantastic, and I I think it, I one hundred percent recommend if you're trying something new, ask someone who's done it. Oh yeah. Ask ask someone because they've they've made the mistakes, um, they've messed it up, yeah, uh, and they've ended up coming through it and understanding how to do it. And you know what. Um, nine times out of ten that person's asked someone else and then yeah. that person's yeah. <laughs> asked someone else and then like you're never going to find the first dude who painted non-metallic metal on a miniature right someone's always copied and someone's learnt off someone and someone yep. everyone's come from somewhere yeah you know some, you know the, 
some of the best painters in the world, well, sorry, all of the best painters in the world were once probably the worst painters in the world. Yeah. So. Everyone has, has sat down one day and gone, what's painting? What are miniatures? How do I start with this? And um, also gone, fuck, that looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, do you think, um, uh, what was his name? Was it Sergio Cal- Calvary? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, crazy. He's, he's painted weird googly white eyes on on a miniature at some point oh, in his, his painting journey he's he's gone how on earth did this tiny brush cover half the face in white exactly like, <laughs> yeah 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 for sure um, and it's a reality yeah. and you know it's not it's not uh, it's not uncommon everyone talks about it everyone says it but really but really understanding that and believing that and going yeah you know like if i if i paint every day and i understand where i where i am I respect where i am and I set myself goals, I will get to that. It's kind of, it's so cliche, hard work and dedication, you can achieve anything. Okay, well, not, I mean, any, not anything, that's... but most things. Eight I mean, out of ten that's... things you can probably achieve. That's why, that's why it's cliche. Is, is because yeah, it's, it's more or less true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, Tim's got a few things to say. He does indeed, so uh, have, have a listen to what he's got to say and make sure that if you're going to try it and he painting schemes and, and new projects to uh, pick up your supplies from him and uh, use the discount code Risky Rollers at checkout. And also, reach out to him. He's an amazing painter. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's far better than I, I, I am. And... Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Dicearcade.com.au All the biggest brands of miniatures and wargaming. Free postage over $250. Thanks, Tim. Um, yeah. So get, getting, getting uh, back into a somewhat adjacent topic that I, I think is something that I've been thinking a fair bit about recently. Um, we're talking about appro- improving as a hobbyist and, and how all that comes together. And part of part of that uh, is, for a lot of people, including ourselves, actually playing the game. Um, and co- coming to the table to, to Im- and wanting to improve as players. Um, how, how, do you, how do you find yourself approaching that side of things? And is that, I mean, is that something that you tend to think about? Uh, every single day. <laughs> I love playing the game. Uh, yeah. I love playing games in general. Uh, but improving as a player is definitely something that I actively explore even more than as a painter. I mean, yeah, I. It's been really hard to. It's a hard question to answer because of what's obviously been going on and how severe it's been going on here in Victoria. Yeah. Um. But. Um, my first approach to becoming a better player was basically knowing my repertoire. You know, knowing the army that I'm playing and whether that be, you know, Grey Knights or Sisters or Mm. Tyranids or whatever. Know that army. Know it back to front. Read that codex. You You think you know it? Read it again. Yeah. And read it again. The stuff that I was looking at today for Tyranids, and I've played a lot of games. Last year, we played a lot of games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were playing like three to four games a week. Yeah. Sometimes more. In in person and plus TTS. Yeah, it was nuts. Uh, It was nuts. And it was good. And we all got pretty good. I mean, I I can't can't wait to get back to that that level of play again. Oh, man, same. I just can't wait to go to tournament. (laughs) Anyway... But even now, I was like, oh. And, like, obviously meta affects things and how things change and releases, yada, yada, whatever. So, but, you know, 
there are still aspects of the Tyranid book, the 8th edition Tyranid book with the Blood of Bile supplement that I go, mm-hmm. oh, here's a new combo. You know, yeah. I'm still testing out new stuff in lists using weird things like biovores and harpies and seeing if it's, you know, viable. Mm. It's not, kind of, <laughs> but, you know. And that's what I look at first is going... First thing is, yeah, know what I'm playing, know what I've got, what's what's in my toolbox, mm. what isn't, and working around that. And then the second is playing against people that are better than me. I want to lose. Yeah. Beat me. Beat me as, as often as possible. As long as you're not beating me with like a gimmicky thing like Admech or something like that, which is just right, yeah. annoying. Yeah. But finding holes in my game plan... Mm. It's something that I actively look for to 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 improve because you don't you you rarely actually no nah, you don't learn by winning no you you learn from from the mistakes you make yeah while playing and and I think that's you know I whenever I'm playing I mean obviously I, I try and try and play well but I, I'm looking for the mistakes I want to make mistakes because that's when I go oh that's something I shouldn't have done I can think yeah. about you know and not not just making mistakes but looking at them and going why was that a mistake? What was the problem that that caused and, and how can that be avoided? And um, like, I, it depends on how you are as a person as well. Like I vocalize things. I talk to myself while I'm talking to the player during yeah. the game. Right? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I'll know uh, second unit that moves of turn one if I've botched my deployment. Yeah, and again, there are some similarities with what we've talked previously in our previous topic, where you know, listen to podcasts. Yep. Um, learn from other people. When when you have the best players in the world telling you that deployment is important and it's the most important, arguably the most important part of the game, next to movement, don't discredit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're saying that for a reason. <laughs> And that's across the board. That's in. It's, you've seen the the best Australian players say that. You've seen the best European players say that. You've seen the best American yeah. players say that. Um, so, you know, those concepts are really important. You learn from other people's wins. Learn from other people's fails. Um, yeah. And which again, it's hard. Some people don't learn that way. Everyone learns different, right? Everyone, you know, some people don't to, learn to, from to... extreme failures. To a point, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, there, there, there is a myth that people, some people have different ways of learning. The, the, the idea of, um, of like, uh, learners that learn by doing and learners that learn by reading and that kind of stuff. Like, that's, that's a myth that there's, there's different, different types there. Um, everyone learns by uh, repetition, repetition right? and study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, that's, that's what it is. Some people find that easier to do than others, but that is how everyone learns. But I mean, like, um, it's... it's... And, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird, right? Like, there's certain things when it comes to, like, law, for example, you know, my retention when it comes to reading something out of a book from a law point of view. So, I am I know that my my learning process is very object-orientated right. in everything. Yes. If I have a goal, regardless of where it is, any aspect of my life, if there's a goal orientated to it that I'm working towards, I will, will absorb any and everything related to it. So, when, say, I, you know, read law, I, it takes me quite a while to absorb that information correctly as in yeah. like I will have to read the same paragraph like three four five times mm. 
But if I'm reading a codex about rules and trying to figure out in my own head the best way I can synergize certain things and then what I would have to come again, that's... I've sat in my lounge room with the sister's book for five hours straight. Yep. Writing a list, building, <laughs> writing one, building it out, playing it out in my head, going, how would this work? How would this work here? How would this work here? How can I, how can I game it? What's mm. broken? What isn't broken? What have the FAQ? What have they, you know, so there is aspects of how people approach these kinds of things. That, yes. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. super different. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I know there's, there's people that definitely don't approach it that way. Um, mm. And playing with people that are better than you in the sense that, and asking questions. Yeah. Asking, asking questions, questions. And having, oh. having the conversation as the game goes about what you both, I mean, obviously in a casual setting, in a tournament setting, it's very different, but yeah. having that conversation as the game's going on about what you're trying to do, what they're trying to do and why. Um, Man, I, I see it yeah. heaps in our club, yeah, where I'm like, I'll overhear something or I'll be like walking past and I'll, I'll literally, when someone's doing a move, I'll ask them, why did you do that? Or why are you doing that? <laughs> Not necessarily that it's wrong. Most of the time it is because I'm just like, um, don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, and obviously it's done in a way that's um, polite and, you know, it's not... Yeah. It's not like, oh, I mean, you know, you're an idiot, it... why are you fucking doing that? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's in the sense of, are you aware that this, this and this can happen if you do that? Hmm. You know, kind of, because... I get sucked into it too. I miss... Do you know how many times I miss Rod? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because all I want to do is scream up the table and kill stuff. Mm. That's all I want to do. And, you know, it's it's a really hard thing to move away from we're playing a game to kill and we're playing a game to score points. Yeah. Um, especially when you're starting out, I yeah. find everyone just plays I want to kill I want to kill I want to kill and then it's after that they kind of go I actually don't really need to kill much anymore <laughs> and I mean that's not necessarily a bad a bad path to go on as far as learning the rules go and, and learning how to play you know you, you learn that you know, the core mechanics of the game movement and killing um, well, I think it's the higher it's end it's the then, higher end part of the game right is is that concept right, yeah yeah but like you, you learn those those basic mechanics of how of how the game interacts and, and how models and, and units interact, and mm. then from there you can then uh, actually use those to, to do things and achieve things on the table. Yeah, um, and I mean this is sort of moving more into a, a um, an anecdotal territory about it as well, where you were going, all right, here's here's actually what what you might want to do and, and how you might want to go about it. Um, I think. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. there are aspects of playing the game and improving as a player that is not just um, one thing right yeah. so so I think um, knowing your army is is one factor of that yep. knowing your opponent's army yep. is yeah. also a factor in that I mean that, that's sometimes yeah. more important <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's a factor in in doing well in a specific game. I think the approaching the game and going, well, I need to know my own army, mm. and then I need to I need to have enough of an understanding of every other army that I might come up against. Yes. Um, um list writing is another big one. Um, I mean, li list writing and deployment are potentially the two most important parts of the game, as far as when you're getting to that competitive end of things. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, even even yeah. not even necessarily competitive. Like, just 
again, I think we've we've been lucky that the, both of these topics have real parallels because, yeah, just like when you're approaching painting or a new technique or whatever, having a goal, and you don't always have to, but having a goal from the beginning, what am mm. I doing? What am I doing it for? Is there a purpose? To get the most efficient, because it's always about efficiency, right? Maximizing of time, maximizing of ability, maximizing of money, whatever, right? Mm. Um, that process also happens in the list writing stage, and I, I, I've said it to people when they, when they, when I like sort of when they say, "Oh, I did really bad at this tournament, and this was my needs list," and I'm sort of like, I read it going, and I've done this before. Oh. And I said on Facebook, I'm like, "What is your list designed to do?" Yeah. Like when you put this unit in, what was the what was the thought process behind that unit? And you know, obviously, you should be doing that for every unit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need to be like, oh, I wanted to, you know, do this turn one and then turn three. It's going to do, you know, no. Yeah. But in terms of its general outline, but even if you don't go to the extent of each unit, what's the what's the list? What's the army supposed to do? Is it going to be a mass defensive sit on my home objectives list? Is it going to be a, you know, turn three, snipe, turn the board around, twist kind of list? Is it going to be a turn one charge, I'm just going to kill everything list? Is it going to be just a list of attrition where I'm just going to out objective you and I'm just going to, you know, it's an obsec list or, you know, there are so many different ways that you can structure that uh, game plan from a general point of view before you even know what your opponents are going to be and then yeah. once you kind of look at the playing field of the meta or of whatever then you can kind of go oh now I need to do my swaps or and now yeah. I need to you know, oh what am I missing or oh, I'm missing an anti-psycho thing or I'm missing a whatever mm. and then and then tweak accordingly I mean th that's a big part of it as well being able to, to make those tweaks and those changes comes from comes from playing from repetition from um from playing the game and, and, and losing um, and making mistakes and, and being hurt in, in as far as like your army can, can be, be hurt and have things go wrong with it mm. that's that's how you learn and how you how you can progress with it and then yeah you, you, you look at it and you go well here's what went wrong and here's what I can tweak here's how I can I can fix that and adjust that yeah 100% mm. I mean as well um, yeah. you know if, if I, my, what a, look I'm no competitive player yet <laughs> just haven't been able to go there because we can't do any of it um, but you know of the we've said this before of the four of the last tournaments that were supposed to happen we were going to be at all of them um, yep. and you know I was always a serious you know competitor back in the day when I was when I was young and playing it but you know you have your limitations when you're 9, 10, 11 years old you just don't have the brain capacity and the, 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 the disposable um, income <laughs> yeah, of course, but I mean, in terms of just like the mental, you know, how I look at the conscious decisions of things, you know, you just look back yeah. then and you're kind of a little bit on autopilot, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you look at it now and you go, oh, I can consciously do this, that, that, and the other. But mm. my advice is, is because this is what I do, and I, I rate myself as a decent player. I would say I would, yeah. you know, yeah. if I, I'd rate my chances of being mid, mid, mid level in a in a tournament depending on yeah. here in Australia I reckon I'd you know do like maybe three and two or yeah. something around that 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 area yeah but that's, that's because I buy every book and mm -hmm. I'm on a lot of groups and yeah. I'm constantly looking at just out of a 
it's just interesting you know who's yeah. good like I'm definitely definitely not a meta chaser like at all but it's still <laughs> good to know what is out there mm. and mm. what is going to be fun what is not going to be fun how it affects you how it affects them how it's you know all of it it's still a game yeah. and yeah. you know you play a game to win you don't play a game to lose so you know <laughs> right yeah yeah. Um, um, I, I suppose it comes back down to that idea of, of managing your expectations with it. Um, we brought, it keeps coming back to the same same few things. But they're um, so important, man. Like, yeah. it's, you know, and when we say managing, we don't mean downgrading because you can actually, and this is a thing, I think that a lot of people don't mention, is you can set your expectations too low and that could be just as demoralizing as just yeah. as bad as setting them too high. Yeah. Um in any aspect you know like it would be like me okay have not not played a tournament since like fourth edition to expect to go and go number five yeah yeah i mean in the back of my head i'm like i can do it but really in the front of my head i'm like it's not gonna happen yeah (laughs) you know so there's no delusions there's a there's a aspiration there but there's there's no there's no yeah doubt that like uh, yeah no not, yeah. not happening not happening but that's also just because I know I don't write lists that are necessarily do like I play Tyranids and I'd be going with Tyranids so I'm, I'm yeah. you know it's not gonna happen yeah. um so yeah it's you know it's just a repetition because I think it's mm. just important it's important in life guys everyone yeah. manage your expectations in life yeah <laughs> you know so when it, I suppose I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here and step away from, I mean, yeah, I guess away from both topics a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's something I want to bring up or someone I want to bring up here. Um, and I'll mention a couple of things regarding it. Um, firstly, regarding motivation for it as a very quick side note, watching someone else like learn and grow and stuff. I don't know about you, but for me, it's it's one of the most inspiring things to, to see the in the hobby. I think you've probably already cottoned on to where I'm going with this. We've got someone on our Discord, um, who if you're in there is a Dicon in the Discord, mm. who we who got got in touch with us a, a while ago with the club and he's been involved and, and sort of getting uh, getting back into it kind of similar to you, Lockie. Um, but getting into it and watching him approach the game uh, with his uh, almost from scratch, coming into it and going, Well, he started this this Black Templars army so he's currently working on and watching his his painting progress through that, yeah, from, um, you know, from, from basics and that sort of thing to where he's now we're doing, you know, super crisp highlights and um, excellent details and and to where he is now. And watching him progress as a player as well, you know, playing him the first few times we we, we met up to play and going, oh, you know, he's sort of understanding the rule and and you know doing some of the things you're talking about where you just go into kill and you, you wouldn't be thinking about the way the game interacts well to where he is now and he's playing at a um, uh, at quite a quite a good level and, and getting to the point where he's, he's starting to push for that more slightly more competitive play side of things yeah um, not only not only is it inspiring and and fantastic to see um, but it's this perfect example of, of all these things we've been talking about um, he's come to painting and he does it all the time yeah, every and every every night. Every night. Paints I mean, I every think... night. <laughs> paints does. more than we paint now. <laughs> yeah, I think he does, yeah. 
It's frustrating. He, <laughs> <laughs> he does it all the time. Um, he's well aware of his own limitations and expectations and goals, and he sets all those really well. We've had fantastic conversations with him about it. Um, he he, do, he he works on specific bits about his painting and has specific ideas about it. Yeah. Um, he sets realistic and small goals. We talked about. We talked about you know, doing one unit at a time or one one project and, and keeping yeah. it small and manageable. Um, he does all that, and he's progressed to the point where I mean, <laughs> found out today with some of the styles painting, he's he's doing you know better highlighting and stuff than than I've done in ages. Yeah. Um, no, dude, his highlighting his, ability is crazy. Like yeah. hands down, better than because I don't etch highlight. I it's like <laughs> no, yeah. get out of my face. <laughs> don't have anything to do with it. Um, it's good like it's clean it's, it's, it's just clean and crisp and oh, that's yeah. what you want like nail the basics mm. and yeah. um and he's got it down pat and mm. and that's purely just because yeah. of you know having a space to do that comfortably and you know again he learned from others so instead of him having mm. to make these failed mistakes he's learned from us going well, hey man like you know where yeah. about giving him a little bit of advice off of a little bit of our experience and it is. It is so rewarding to help people mm. progress in their hobby and find their own way of really enjoying it, and and you know, um, them then making it their own. It's yeah, so gratifying. It it, it really is, um, and and I mean, you know, you, you mentioned earlier as well about you know you want to you want to play games against people who are, who are better than you and you want to lose games and stuff like that. Well, you know, he's he's come and played with us and lost a lot of games um, yeah. and and progressed as a player and become a much better player and, and he's he's playing quite well now um, to the point where you know he's, he's winning games now as well and I can I can confidently go and, and play a game against him on TTS and know that I'm I'm going to learn something about it um, yeah it's actually interesting you've brought it up because I just remembered hmm. something about it because I remember um, in the early I think couple of months of him being part of the club he, he reached out and said you know what am I doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm just, with you guys, I lose every game. Yeah. And I, mm. I prefaced the rest of it by saying, you, to be to be honest, our group's pretty, at the time, anyway, I think there was only six of us. Yeah. Four of us were pretty good players. Like we weren't, right. in, we weren't, we weren't I mean, you know, winning tournaments yeah. or anything like that. But like in terms of from someone who has not played it at all to, you know, um, to Again, where like we... at, at this point we're playing five six games a week where yeah we're, we're doing this all the time. So yeah. yeah, and it's not like we're sitting there going, oh, he's got your moments or anything. We'll still teach him how to play. But it's just in terms yeah. of how we analytically thought of the game was just so different. And I said to her, I go, I go, man, just stick it out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, in a couple months when you start playing people outside the group you'll see your growth you know real shot really shine mm. and it's like oh, okay 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 and then we you know we had multiple conversations about you know the ins and outs of the game from a basic level yeah even yeah, even at, at an at advanced level as well yeah and then you know there was a couple times where he's like yeah i think you're like it was a couple weeks later i think it was actually even a month later he was like man you're right i played this demons list and i smashed it and then, then he's like oh i played this chaos guy that i played like three months ago who beat me by like 40 points i beat him by like 50 points this time i was like see man <laughs> like yeah, yeah. and look that could have just been again the repetition um because you know 
there was you know two months difference in that or whatever you know and then, then that does and we were playing a lot um, yeah but I also think you know firmly you only get better by playing against people that are better than you which is why yeah. it's so commendable for people to maintain a top position and that's in sport period mm. right well, well I mean that, that, that's and that's the thing is that you know you get better by playing people better than you and you can also uh, if, if you're what you're trying to do is to get better well the best way to do that is to make everyone around you better at it as well of course um, 100%. Like I you know I, I love playing against him and I think I'm gonna line up a TTS game in the next few days actually but one of the things that, that is going with that well I can now go against him and go alright I'm actually really gonna push push this one mm. Um, mm. and then whether, whether or not I win or lose if I lose fantastic I've definitely learned a lot about out of that um, and even if I, I win I can go oh you know maybe you can try this bit different next time and so on well that means that next time he comes to me and we play again and he's that bit better as well Yeah. and if, if we're both and you know on a larger scale in a club when everyone's pushing everyone else to get better at it and you know, obviously in the context of, of enjoying the game and having a nice time with everyone but when, when everyone's pushing each other to get that better as a group everyone gets better because everyone's constantly pushing that little bit that 100%. little bit higher and to his credit as well, he's playing Black Templars. You know, which okay, yes, it's Space Marines, but it's with, a I mean, poor, yeah. a pretty poor supplement. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I can't. I can't have, wait for him to get his, his new one. Yeah, soon. yeah. But um, he's going to lose. He's going to lose it with that. Oh, you know, there have been yeah. some successes with Black Templar. Don't get me wrong, but they're veteran players that have been playing for twenty years. He's, he's, he's essentially come into it playing hard mode Space Marines. Um, yeah, and. And he's still doing really well. And yeah, I can't wait to play against him with, with the new book as well when he's got the actual proper tools he needs for it. Oh yeah, that's going to be game. really gonna be cool. Be a great yeah. test. Um, mm. And yeah, it's good hey, for anybody who wants to come and learn to play. Come come be part of the Discord and we'll we'll play. Anyone who wants to yeah. think this, that comes across this who's thinking about getting involved with 40k, isn't sure what armies they want to play or whatever... Get involved. Come say what's up. Yeah. We'll play games with you. We teach people all the time. We'll, we'll teach really you how fun. to play. We'll we'll play games with you. We'll you know jump jump and paint with you and all sorts of stuff. It's yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's what we really we really like. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one thing that Risky Rollers is all about. Is about is building yeah. a cohesive community. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, and on that note, I think uh, I think we'll wrap this one up. Mm. Um, thank you for coming on, as always, Lockie. It's Thanks, been, mate. Uh, <laughs> been, I don't know. Uh, is there is there ever going to be one without me? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there probably will be. There probably it's will time be time for me to start start planning my bloody coup. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Lockie. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Make sure to check out the Discord and yeah, jump jump in there, hang out with us, and and let's all we'll do some fantastic hobby together. Hundred percent. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next. See you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.